Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Welcome to the Inspired by the Word Global Times of Devotion. Right now, we're going to be praying, speaking in other tongues. I like to read through the scripture. First Timothy 2, from verse 1. I exhort, therefore, that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Who have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Hallelujah. It's a month of truth. And we're going to be praying right now for all men all around the world, for leaders, that they come to the knowledge of the truth. Hallelujah. That they be no more deceived. The deception cannot rule and reign in this time because it's not yet the time of the Antichrist. So therefore, deception cannot rule. But truth, the truth of God's word is reigning everywhere. Kindly unmute your mics and begin to pray right now. Hallelujah. They are accepting the gospel, the truth. The leaders of the nation, they are coming to the knowledge of the truth. The scriptures tell us that the word of God is truth. And that truth is protection. That truth is guidance. Lindo Sadela Grossa Takabara, Rondo your word is true hallelujah 
Rabashata, to that protects, to that guides, Hallelujah. Maleki Koborogosutu, Leki Koborogos, Kerebosutu, Baragamos, Kalamanta, Kavaravasata, Regis, Malakasata, Kabaya Lavasata, O Karekes, Leki Kabayele Kerebosutu, Rekerebosotu, Branda Karabasata, O Katala Masata, Kabaye Kerebosutu, Balakaseke. Oh, Alleluia, la cranda cranagabasata, ye kerebosotuku bele kikogorogosotu, le pranagabosha katayala mandita, and to plekiso predekikoborogosoto, la pranagabosta kabondo pranagabosha katayala basutu, in Rakabaya, <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, hallelujah. This is the season. This is the time of God, of the truth of God's word. Deception no more reigns or rules in our lands, in our cities, in our territories of God. Yes, amande ke berege bosoto. We put an end to the deception. Hallelujah. Leki kabane ke sisepi lekrondo. Rikata lemo shakata ya. Yes. You said your word is truth, Hallelujah. And you sanctify us with your truth, Makasata ya. Yes, maleki sapaya. Every leader, every leader, Lakrondo Pradagabon Shakataya, Elekiso Prakatagabaya, they come to the knowledge of the truth, God's word, hallelujah. Les Sapena Manda Kabaya is a new level of operation for them, hallelujah. They are no more deceit, hallelujah. Lekosongragabaya, Matela Monza Vela Kranda Kaskiza Vela Kronda Satakita Kabaya, O Shapena Katela Masata Kabaya, O Rakela Manda, O Literate Rains, the people are hungry, they are hungry after truth, they are hungry of the righteousness lafrana kataya le katela mando para katela mando para rega ye kerebo sotokobaya in the cities, in the nations, in the counties, in the environment. Yes, hallelujah. They seek after truth. They long after truth. Yes, our season of truth. Our season of truth, hallelujah. Your earnest desire, oh God, is that men come unto the knowledge of the truth, hallelujah. The truth of the gospel, hallelujah. And so shall it be, Maliko Sambedegia. So shall it be, Lacrono Fracadesta, Lebro Rogobo Shakarabaya. Oh, glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, precious Father. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. We see many, many, many pouring in. Hallelujah. Thank you, precious Father. In earnest desire and longing for the truth of the gospel. Hallelujah. Thank you, precious Father. Well, in Jesus' name, amen. 
Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Inspired by the Word, times of devotion with the Lord. Hallelujah. Whatever part you are connecting from at this time, you are welcome. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Esteem Damara, for the opportunity to lead us in prayers. I'm very grateful for the opportunity right now. It's the Rhapsody of Reality segment. Over to you, esteemed Amarak. Thank you so much, Pastor Deborah. Jesus. 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 There is something about your name, Master, Master, Savior, Jesus, like the Father, after the Jesus, 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 but there's something about you, kings and kingdoms, they shall pass away. But there's something about you. Father, we thank you. Indeed, kings and kingdoms shall pass away. Kings and kingdoms shall pass away. Kings and kingdoms shall pass away. But there's something about your name. Your name is true. Your name works, and we are named by your name. Thank you, Father, for the miracle in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God, in Jesus' name, amen. Today is Tuesday, 20th April. In the title of today's devotional, I say, He wants you in health. God wants Amarak in health. So you say to yourself, God wants me in health. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Third John 1 and verse 2. Divine healing is one of the beginning stages of a great life. Divine healing is one of the beginning stages of a great life. Healing is wonderful but there's a greater life than healing. God doesn't want you to live in the realm of getting healed from one sickness or the other every now and then. 
He wants you to come to a place of victory where you understand divine health, which is greater than divine healing. He may say to me, Pastor Chris, I minister to people and they get healed. But when I have trouble in my body, I pray and do everything I know, but I don't get healed. It's simple. God never told you to pray for yourself to be healed. Just because he worked for you when you were a baby Christian doesn't mean you should go on like that. Acts 17 and verse 30. This is a sad situation of a lot of Christians. They are even having a problem with getting healed when they shouldn't be sick in the first place. Our theme verse says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. It doesn't say beloved. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be healed. He wants you in health. God's plan for you is divine health. He doesn't want you suffering from headaches, colds, and fevers. There should be no diabetes, stomach, stomach trouble, or any such thing with you. Grab this truth and live by it. If you've been falling in and out of sickness, say to yourself, I'll never be sick another day in my life because the word of God guarantees my divine health. I'm sure you said that while we read. If you experience any symptom in your body, don't panic. Use the word. Keep yourself in health with God's word. It's medicine. Keep yourself in health with God's word. It's medicine. Proverbs 4.22, referring to God's word, says, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Discipline your body to comply always with God's word. Transcend the level of needing healing to living every day in divine health. You're a new creature in Christ with the divine life, the very life of God. How could you have that life and be subject to the elements? Walking in divine health is God's best for you. Walking in divine health is God's best for you. There is good, there is better, and there's best. Walking in divine health is God's best for you. I choose God's best for me. Praise God. Today, pastor is teaching us that God wants us in health. And you know, in life, what you accept, what you believe in, what you accept becomes your experience. If you believe that it's possible, to be in health, it will be your experience. If you believe that it's okay, oh, I'll be sick and then um, God will heal me, that will be your experience. But Pastor ended today's article by telling us that walking in divine health is God's best for us. And it doesn't matter what your experience has been. The other day we were reading and the, and the Bible said, and God, um, Pastor was telling us that whatever it is, find the answers in the Bible. I think it was, was he yesterday's, um, yeah, it was yesterday's Rhapsody, the last paragraph. He said, when you want to know anything, go into the Bible to find out what God says about it. Whatever God says about it should is what should matter to you. And he says, build your life on the scripture. So today, God is showing us what he has said concerning our health. He said, I wish above all things. I wish above all things. There are many things he wishes for us. But he said, above all those many things, he said, I want you to prosper. And I want you to be in health. That means these two things are God's best for us. He said, he wants you to prosper. 
That means he doesn't want you poor. God wants you to prosper and God wants you to live in health. It shows that how we fear matters to God. God is happy when you are prospering and when you're living in health. When you understand that the conditions and the experiences of your life matter to God, God is happy when you are happy. You must understand that. God takes pleasure in our happiness. He wants us happy. And he knows that when you are sick, you are not happy. I've ever seen a sick person that is smiling and laughing and, you know, God wants you happy and he wants you healthy. Today, uh, for some of you, this may just be the first time you're reading these things in the Bible and seeing them in a devotional. But it doesn't matter what your experience has been like up until today. We have seen what God has said about us and we are adjusting. You know, we said inspired by the word, right? So that means our inspiration comes from the word, our cogitation, our stance in life, our belief system, our convictions, our conclusions comes from what God's word has said. So it doesn't matter what has happened before we found out that in God's word, this is what God wants. The day we find out, we are just, we are just. And today we declare that none of us will ever be sick another day in our life because the word of God guarantees our divine health. You know, um, it, it was, it was Hebrew, um, um, Proverbs, right? Proverbs 4.22, he said, they are life unto those that find them. Every day that we wake up and we're searching the scriptures, we're finding something. That is why you live here every day and like, oh, I got a word. Oh, that word was for me. Oh, this, um, today's devotion. Oh, oh, I was richly blessed. Why? What happened? Life was ministered. And he said, they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. You know, so um, we're enjoying great bliss and perfection in our spirits, in our souls, and in our bodies, you know, as we do this on a daily basis. So congratulations and continuing that health. And remember that it is God's best for you. Remember that last line, walking in divine health is God's best for you. Thank you so much. I'll hand over to Sister Joy for the further study and the RORL confession. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ma. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening, depending on where you're connecting from. I'll be taking the further study. We're reading from 1 Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I speak as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. First John 5. Just a minute. First John 5, 13. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. Isaiah 33, 24. And the inhabitants shall not say, I am sick. The people that dwell therein shall be forgiven their iniquity. 
Right now, we're going to be taking the confession together. You don't have to unmute your mic. Just repeat after me wherever you are. I am an associate of the God kind. And I've got the indestructible life of God in me. I was born with the resurrection life that is beyond sickness and disease. Therefore, I walk in divine health every day. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Right now, I would like to hand over to the Brother Dozier as he takes us through the New Testament reading of the one-year Bible plan. Thank you so much, everyone, for your time. Have a glorious day ahead. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on what part of the world you are connected from. Welcome to the Inspired by the World Times of Devotion. Thank you so much, Sister Marco, for this wonderful platform. We're going into the Bible reading, the New Testament Bible reading. We'll be reading the message translation. And congratulations to every one of us that has been consistent with this. And if you haven't been, you can catch up still. We're reading the book of Luke, and um, we're reading from Luke chapter 18, from verse 15 to the end. And from verse 15 says, People brought babies to Jesus, hoping he might touch them. When the disciples saw it, they shoot them off. Jesus called them back. Let these children alone. Don't get between them and me. These children are the kingdom's pride and joy. Mark this, unless you accept God's kingdom in the simplicity of a child, you will never get in. I repeat, Unless you accept God's kingdom in the simplicity of a child, you will never get in. The caption, the rich official, verse 18. One day, one of the local officials asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to deserve eternal life? Jesus said, Why are you calling me good? No one is good, only God. You know the commandments, don't you? No illicit sex, no killing, no stealing, no lying. Honor your father and mother. He said, I've kept them all for as long as I can remember. When Jesus had that, he said, then there's one, there's only one thing left to do. Sell everything you own and give it away to the poor. You will have riches in heaven. Then come, follow me. This was the last thing the official expected to hear. He was very rich and became terribly sad. He was holding on tight to a lot of things and not about to let them go. Seeing his reaction, Jesus said, do you have any idea how difficult it is for people who have it all to enter God's kingdom? I would say it's easier to tread a camel through a needle's eye and get a rich person into God's kingdom. Then who has any chance at all? The others asked. No chance at all, Jesus said. If you think you can pull, off, pull it off by yourself, every chance in the world if you trust God to do it. Peter tried to regain some initiative. 
We have left everything we owned and followed you, didn't we? Yes, said Jesus. And you won't regret it. No one who has sacrificed home, spouse, brother, and sisters, parents, children, whatever, will lose out. It will all come back multiplied many times over in your lifetime. And then the bonus of eternal life. Hallelujah. The caption, I want to see it. I want to see again. Then Jesus took the 12 off to the side and said, listen carefully. We're on our way to Jerusalem. Everything written in the prophets about the Son of Man will take place. He will be handed over to the Romans, Jedat, made spot of and spit on. Then after giving him the third degree, they will kill him. In three days, he will rise alive. But they didn't get what he was. They didn't get it. Couldn't make neither head nor tail of what he was talking about. He came to the outskirts of Jericho. A blind man was sitting beside the road asking for handouts. When he heard the rustle of the crowd, he asked what was going on. He told him, Jesus and Nazarene going by. He yelled, Jesus, son of David, mercy, have mercy on me. Those ahead of Jesus told the man to shut up. But he only yelled out the louder, Son of David, mercy, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and ordered him to be brought over. When he had come near, Jesus asked, What do you want from me? He said, Master, I want to see again. Jesus said, Go ahead, see again. Your faith has saved and healed you. The healing was instant. He looked up, seen, and then followed Jesus, glorifying God. Everyone in the streets joined in, shouting praise to God. And may the Lord bless this reading, these words in our hearts, and the eyes of our understanding are enlightened and opened up as we go out today and we walk in the miraculous. Thank you so much for this wonderful time. I hand over to Brother John, who will take us through the Old Testament Bible reading. God bless you all. Have a beautiful day. Thank you very much, Brother Dizzy. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening. A big thank you to the esteemed stomacher for this opportunity. We head over quickly to the book of First Samuel, chapter 11. We're reading chapter 11 to chapter 13 this morning. So from verse 1, so Nahash went after them and prepared to go to war against Jabesh Gilead. The men of Jabesh petitioned Nahash, make a treaty with us and we will serve you. Nahash said, I'll make a treaty with you on one condition, that every right eye among you be gouged out. I will humiliate every last man and woman in Israel before I'm done. The town leaders of Jabesh said, give us time to send messengers around Israel. Seven days should do it. If no one shows up to, to help us, we we'll accept your terms. The messengers came to Saul's place at Gibeah and told the people what was going on. As the people broke out in, the, in loud wails, Saul showed up, was coming back from the field with his oxen. Saul asked, what happened? Why is everyone crying? And they repeated the message that had come from Jabesh.
Verse 6, the Spirit of God came upon came on Saul when he heard the reports and he flew into a rage. He grabbed the yoke of oxen and butchered them on the spot. He sent the messengers throughout Israel, distributing the bloody pieces with his message. Anyone who refuses to join up with Saul and Samuel, let this be the fate of his oxen. The terror of God seized the people and they came out one and all. Not a laggard among them. Saul took command of the people at Bezek. There were 300,000 men from Israel and another 30,000 from Judah. Saul instructed the messengers, tell this to the folk in Jabez Gilead. Help is on the way. Expect it by noon tomorrow. Hallelujah. The messengers set straight off and delivered their message. Elated, the people of Jabesh Gilead sent word to Nahash. Tomorrow, we'll give ourselves up. You can deal with us on your terms. Long before dawn, the next day, Saul had strategically placed his army in three groups. At first light, at first light they broke into the enemy camp and slaughtered Ammonites until noon. Those who were left ran for their lives, scattering every which way. People came to Samuel then and said, where are those men who said Saul is not fit to rule over us? Hand them over, we'll kill them. But Saul said, nobody is going to be executed this day. This is the day God saved Israel. Come, let's go to Gilgal and there reconsecrate the kingship. They all trooped out to Gilgal. Before God, they crowned Saul king at Gilgal. And there they worshipped, sacrificing peace offerings. Saul and all Israel celebrated magnificently. Praise God. Now we move to First Samuel chapter 12. The caption, don't chase after ghost gods. Samuel addressed all Israel. I've listened to everything you've said to me. Listened carefully to every word. And I've given you a king. See for yourself, your king among you, leading you. But now look at me. I'm old and gray and my sons are still here. I've led you faithfully from my youth until this very day. Look at me. Do you have any complaints to bring before God and his anointed? Have I ever stolen so much as an ox or a donkey? Have I ever taken advantage of you or exploited you? Have I ever taken a bribe or played fast or lose with the law? Bring your complaints and I'll make it right. Oh no, they said, never. You've never done any of that, never abused us, never lined your own pockets. That settles it then, said Samuel. God is his witness and is anointed his witness that you find nothing against me, no faults, no complaints. And the people said, he is witness. Samuel continued, this is God. This is the God who made Moses and Aaron your leaders and brought your ancestors out of Egypt. Take your stand before him now as I review your case before God in the light of all the righteous ways in which God has walked with you and your ancestors. When Jacob's sons entered Egypt, the Egyptians made life hard for them, and they cried for help to God. God sent Moses and Aaron, who led your ancestors out of Egypt and settled them here in this place. They soon forgot their God. So he sold them off to Sarah, commander of Hezor's army, later to a hard life under the Philistines, and still later to the king of Moab. They had to fight for their lives. Then they cried for help to God 
They confessed, we have sinned. We've gone off and left God and worshipped the fertility gods and goddesses of Canaan. Oh, deliver us from the brutalities of our enemies and we will worship you alone. So God sent Jerubal, Gideon, Bedan, Barak, Jephthah, and Samuel. He saved you from that hard life and surrounded, hard life surrounded by enemies and you lived in peace. And when you saw Nahash, king of the Ammonites, preparing to attack you, you said to me, no more of this. We want a king to lead us. And God was already your king. Hmm. Verse 13. So here is the king you wanted, the king you asked for. God has let you have your own way, giving you a king. If you fear God, worship and obey him. And don't rebel against what he tells you. If both you and your king follow God, no problem. God will be sure to save you. But if you don't obey him and rebel against what he tells you, king or no king, you will fare no better than your fathers. Verse 16, pay attention. Watch this wonder that God is going to perform before you now. It is summer, as you well know, and the rainy season is over. But I'm going to pray to God. He will send thunder and rain, a sign to convince you of the great wrong you have done to God by asking for a king. Wow. Verse 18, Samuel prayed to God and God sent thunder and rain that same day. The people were greatly afraid and in awe of God and of Samuel. Then all the people begged Samuel, pray to, pray to your God for us, your servants. Pray that we won't die. On top of all our, our other sins, we have piled on one more, asking for a king. Samuel said to them, don't be fearful. It is true that you have done something very wrong. All the same, don't turn your back on God. Worship and serve him. Heart and soul, don't chase after ghost gods. There's nothing to them. They can't help you. They are nothing but ghost gods. God, simply because of who he is, is not going to walk off and leave his people. God took delight in making you into his very own people. Praise God. Oh, so much, so much, so much to learn from this verse alone. Okay, verse 23. And neither will I walk off and leave you. That's, that would be a sin against God. I'm staying right here at my post, praying for you and teaching you the good and right way to live. What I beg of you, fear God and worship him honestly and heartily. You've seen how greatly he has worked among you. Be warned, if you live badly, both you and your king will be thrown out. Now, chapter 13. The caption is, God is out looking for your replacements. <laughs> Verse 1, Saul was a young man when he became king, when he began as a king. He was king over Israel for many years. Saul conscripted enough men for three companies of soldiers. He kept two companies under his command at Michmash and in the, in the Bethel Hills. The other company was under Jonathan at Gibeah in Benjamin. He sent the rest of the men home. Jonathan attacked and killed the Philistine governor stationed at Giba, also known as Gibeah. When the Philistines heard the news, they raised the alarm. The Hebrews are in revolt. Saul ordered the revel trumpets blown throughout the land. The word went out all over Israel. Saul has killed the Philistine governor. Drawn first blood, the Philistines are stirred up and mad as hornets. Summoned the army. Summoned the army came to Saul at Gilgal. Verse 5, the Philistines rallied 
their forces to fight Israel. Three companies of chariots, six companies of cavalry, 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 and so many infantry. They looked like sand on the seashore. They went up into the hills and set up camp at Michmash, east of Beth Aven. Verse six, when the Israelites saw that they were way outnumbered and in deep trouble, they ran for cover, hiding in caves and pits, ravines and brambles and cisterns, wherever they retreated across the Jordan River, refugees fleeing to the country of Gad and Gilead. But Saul held his ground in Gilgal. His soldiers still with him, but scared to death. He waited seven days. The time set by Samuel. Samuel failed to show up at Gilgal, and the soldiers were sleeping away, right and left. So Saul took charge. Bring me the bond offering and the peace offering. He went ahead and sacrificed the bond offering. No sooner had he done it than Samuel showed up. Saul greeted him. Samuel said, what on earth are you doing? Saul answered, when I saw I was losing my army from under me and that you hadn't come when you said you would, and that the Philistines were poised at Michmash. I said, the Philistines are about to come down on me in Gilgal, and I haven't yet come before God asking for his help. So I took things into my own hands and sacrificed a bunch of them. That was a full thing to do, Samuel said to Saul. If you had kept the appointment that your God commanded, by now God would have set a firm and lasting foundation under your kingly rule over Israel. As it is, your kingly rule is already falling to pieces. God is out looking for a replacement right now. This time, he will do the choosing. Hmm. When he finds him, he will appoint him leader of his people. And all because you didn't keep your appointment with God. At that, Samuel got up and left Gilgal. What army there was left? What army there was left followed Saul into battle. They went into the hills from Gilgal toward Gibeah in Benjamin. Saul looked over and assessed the soldiers. Still with him, a mere 600. <laughs> Jonathan and his armor bearer is the caption. Verse 6, Saul, his son, Saul, his son Jonathan, and the soldiers who had remained made camp at Geba of Benjamin. The Philistines were camped at Michmash. Three squads of raiding parties were regularly sent out from the Philistine camp. One squadron was assigned to the Ophra Road, going towards Shual country. Another was assigned to the Beth Horon Road. The third took the border road that rimmed the valley of Hyenas. There wasn't a blacksmith to be found anywhere in Israel. The Philistine made sure of that, lest those Hebrews start making swords and, spe and spears. That meant that the Israelites had to go down among the Philistines to keep their farm tools, plowshares and mattocks, axes and sickles, sharp and in good repair. They charged a silver coin for the plowshares and mattocks and half that for the rest. So when the battle of Michmash was joined, there wasn't a sword or spear to be found anywhere in Israel. Except for Saul and his son, Jonathan, they were both well armed. A patrol of Philistines took up a position at Michmash Pass. Praise be unto God. And may the Lord bless the reading of his word.
Over to you, Brother Martins. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, we are finishing this morning. I will kindly ask everyone to unmute their mic as we take our formation. Just a moment. Okay. Your formation is on the screen. We take our formation by starting with our names. My name is, you say your name, I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. Second paragraph, I, your name, am granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The third paragraph, your name first, my love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all judgments. Praise the Lord. At the count of three, we are taking our formation. One, one, two, three. My name is Martin. My name is Martin. I am the of his
Vraiment, tu expliques en mythe, ça. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay. Alléluia. First okay. Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. If I receive of the Lord that which I delivered unto you, the Lord Jesus same night he was betrayed, took the bread, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body which is broken for you. Please do remembrance on me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the body of Christ that was broken for us. As we put this bread, we declare we have eternal life now. We declare we are the seed of Abraham, the hair of God and the joint hair with Christ. We declare that our lives are hidden in Christ with God. And we continually fellowship with your spirits. For we are one body, one spirit. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. Praise the Lord. After the same manner also he took the cup. When he had stopped saying, this cup is a new testament in my blood. This do you as often as you drink this in advance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for the cup. Yes, for this cup. The new testament in your blood. As we take this cup. As we take this cup. That pain on the left arm is gone. As we take this cup, the neck pain, the pain around the shoulder is gone. As we take this cup, yes, yes, yes. That project that has a time frame for it to be completed, the wisdom, the understanding, the knowledge to impute and make it come to pass is released even now. As we take this cup, the lives are transformed. It is money everywhere, money everywhere. Yes, money everywhere. By the power of the Holy Spirit, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Go ahead and take the cup. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Sister Maka for this great opportunity. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you. At this time, I'll hand over to Sister Maka for the benediction. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Brother Martins. Thank you, Brother Dozi. Thank you, Brother John, Sister Joy, and Pastor Deborah. Um, the Word of God has come to us today, and we have been inspired by it, strengthened by it helped by it, encouraged by it. You know, whatever the word brought to us, we have received its fullness. And it is my prayer that the word of God is to you what you want it to be to you in whatever situation that you have found yourself. And that your testimony will be that you won and you had the victory. That victory shout, hallelujah, would be your song. You know, um, three days ago, 17th of April, mid three months, we've been at this. And daily, we've been growing in the word, testifying to the goodness, to the faithfulness 
of God and to the integrity of the word. Um, I'd like to call on a few people to share their thoughts. What's been happening in your life while you've been on this journey? What is new? What, what are you doing for the Lord that you were not doing before? What are you doing for God's people that you may not have been doing before? How has this journey been? You know, what's the testimony of your life? I already have Brother Ife raising up his hand. Okay, Brother Ife, over to you. Thank you so much. I'm sure we should be able to take about three testimonies. So the first three hands that go up, we should be able to take that. Okay, so I see Shalom Kanu. Thank you so much. Brother Ife, go ahead. Brother Ife, please unmute from your end. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning, everyone. Good morning, esteemed sister Mara. Thank you for the opportunity, and um, great to have you sharing Rhapsody. I've really been blessed. So far, so good. It's been overwhelming. It's been a blessing. I think what has been a blessing for me is because this, for a long while, my work with God has really been crazy, and it's been like a challenge in the sense I asked myself, how did I get here? Because personally for me, I like to live my work, uh, my, my, the Christian life as beyond activities. For me, it's about that personal fellowship with God, personal work and all that, beyond any shortcomings and all. And ever since I started, I've not always been 100% because maybe at times I would up late or do some work in the night and all. But that consciousness, oh, that awareness, it's not, it's not been like this for a long while. So it's been awesome attending. And also testimonies also. I've been treating us since August or thereabouts. So at times it's been crazy. It's been mad. And, you know, there are times where you get this torment. Like, you have to ask yourself that. Well, I mean, Christian, like, what is this? Like, you are, you are angry from your spirit. So I had to, like, be deliberate and, like, pray about it, uh, like in terms of taking advantage, taking the communion more personal, like devil, okay, since you want to start, yeah, let us rock it together. And that's the way it's been. And by the grace of God, I've, uh, I've gotten my healing and I'm getting better every day in terms of, because I know the issues I had with my stomach was really a great worry. So, some of the targets that I've like set myself, I started like eating it. Um, like one of the targets I set for myself is that oh, I want to I sell clothes and I'm also an educator. And I've been like, okay, on a monthly basis, I want to hit a certain target, but then I have not had funds for it. And by the grace of God, before you know it, I just had one to cut the story short. I just had one communication with a friend, this, that, this, and she was like, okay. I would like to have these funds. I would like to like leave these funds for you and probably get it back after a period of time. And the funny thing is that it's without stress, effortlessly. In fact, in my own opinion, I'm like, those casual prayers you pray probably in your car, in the toilet that is from your heart, those prayers, they really go far. But then, those prayers are as a result of your consistent fellowship with God. Consistent fellowship with God. Where you don't need to tell God, 
what you want once you are in that fellowship with him. So thank you very much for creating this platform. Thank you to every of the readers. It's been a blessing to me, an obvious blessing. Thank you very much. Thank you so much and congratulations for Ife. Um, Sister Oba Shalom, please over to you. Good morning. Thank you so much for the privilege to be here. It's wonderful. One of our sisters in Kotakotun one connected me. She gave me the link. And I mean, the interesting thing is the fact that you can get his total package every morning. Get communion, get the Bible reading, get uh, uh, rhapsody, and then get wonderful exhortation from each and every one of you. It's really, really beautiful. Uh, today is uh, my birthday, and I'm particularly excited about the workings of God in my life. God has been so gracious and kind to me. I was a minister in some other church about four or five years ago before the Lord brought me to this glorious house called Christ in the Sand. I've watched my life go from glory to glory. God has been so wonderful to me. He's so kind to me. You know, there's something about this um, inspired by the word. Every morning when we come together and where we get exhortations, somehow, apart from my um, rhapsody reading and my personal um, um, work with God, and sometimes other, because of course I'm a leader, I'm a translator. I have sometimes I have almost four devotionals, starting from 340. 345 till morning. But there's, there's, there's something about inspired by the word. The words I get accompanies me like throughout the whole day. You know, it just it just keeps resonating in my spirit, you know. You know, like I think it was yesterday or the day before yesterday when you mentioned something about the day of the of the son of man being like the days of Noah. And the spirit of God kept on, I mean, bringing it back to me. Because I'm also, I, I have an outreach fellowship and all, you know, like a coach, like what, like this is what the spirit wants you to tell your women as at now, you know. Something, I mean, it's beautiful being in this group. It's so wonderful. It's, it's interesting to know that there's no space in your life for junk, really. We get from Rhapsody, I get from this amazing place. I mean, it's you're so full all through the day and you cannot but expect, you know, and fear is permanently eliminated because you can't you can't feast on the from the table of the Lord on a daily basis and any other thing finds a place in your life. So it's so beautiful. I'm happy to be part of you and I'm grateful for the hand of God upon your life, Samara. Every time I hear your voice, you know, there's just something. They're just something. I don't know how to go about it, but I need you to know that I know personally that you didn't just start this thing because you want to do something. You started it because the Lord asked you to do so. I hear it every morning when I hear your voice. And I'm grateful to God. I'm part of something beautiful. Keep the good work. God bless you. I love you all. Thank you so much, Sister Shalom, and happy birthday to you. The Lord keep you, his works be perfected in your life, and you fulfill your purpose without reproach. And those that God has committed into your trust at this time, you will raise them in the way that they should go, and they will all have that testimony that they walked with God, and they fulfilled their purpose. Congratulations. God bless you. Thank you so much, ma'am. Thank you so much, Thank you so much, Sister Shalom. Sister Pearl, you have to share your testimony in one minute. Please go ahead. Praise the Lord. Good morning. Hallelujah. Good morning, Sister Amaka. Good morning, everyone. I'd like to say a very big thank you to you, my first, for this platform and then for the opportunity to share. I also like to thank my earliest team, Zonal Manager of the Youth.
Impact Ministry, in the person of Pastor Sharon Ajidi. You know, I was just going through my phone one morning and then I saw the link to join this platform and I was like, okay, let me join and see, you know, how it turns out to be. Well, before I did that, my spiritual level was almost going down. I mean, for uh, a coordinator like me in ministry, you know, it looked like I was too busy for God and it was like that. So when I joined and then I saw myself every day being committed to the things that we do here, the prayer session, the rhapsody session, and then the exhortation from Yuma and from Brother Martins as well. It, it, it has just been awesome. And then after the devotion, after the after everything, I go back to my rhapsody, I go back to the, um, the Bible reading, and then I've just seen myself, you know, grow again spiritually and increase. Secondly, the usual me would have been hospitalized. It was like a norm that every two, two months, I'm in the hospital for malaria and typhoid. But since I joined this inspired by the word devotion, every time I take the communion, I tell myself, no, whether it's because I'm AA or whatever, I am not going to the hospital. And it has been like that since I think February or so that I joined. It has been like that. Lastly, when we're about entering the new month, um, I think it was March into April. Samaka, you told us that in the last three days, we're going to receive miracles. Oh boy, I can't. <laughs> I really can't count how many, you know, miracle monies I received for those three days. Each day, particularly, there was somebody giving me money. And, you know, it has just been awesome. I look at the things I need to do, you know, in, in church, the givings and all. And I've, I've given to God in just this few months what I have not done in three years put together. And I am so grateful to God. Thank you so much, Ma, for this opportunity and this platform. Wow, congratulations, Sister Bell, congratulations. So beautiful to hear that testimony. You know, um, we hear a lot of testimonies on this platform and, you know, just listening, I just realized that we haven't had testimonies in a long time. And I'm glad that we've been able to readjust our schedule so that we can have testimonies, you know, at the end of this meeting. Sister Grace, please, we'll take your testimony tomorrow. And any other person who has a testimony, we'll take them tomorrow and we'll certainly have time for more testimonies in the course of the devotion on a daily basis. Thank you so much, esteemed co-host, every one of you. You are amazing. Thank you for being a blessing. You heard the testimonies. You are impacting lives. And thank you for showing up here every day from Pastor Debbie, who takes the opening prayer with so much passion, Sister Joy reading the further study and the, taking us through the Rhapsody Confession, Brother John, Brother Doze, Brother Martins, thank you so much. You guys are such a huge blessing to us. You know, personally for me, I get ministered to, you know, sometimes when I'm listening on the other side, I feel like I don't want to talk, I don't want to say anything, just bless me. I just want to listen and be blessed. You know, so hearing all of these testimonies. And we know that it's the same thing for everyone here. You know, so the day before us is set and God has gone ahead of us. Know one thing for sure, you prosper today and you dwell in health. The prosperity will not elude you. The prosperity, sure. There's a, there's a link I'm going to post on the Telegram group immediately after this meeting. It had to do with going from riches to wealth, as in going financially. And I want you to listen to it, watch the video, take it very seriously. And 
return with testimonies. So it's a beautiful day for us and testimonies abound. Thank you so much, everyone. Sister Grace, thank you very much. We'll take your testimony tomorrow and all other testimonies. Let's unmute at this time as we share the benediction. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the Congratulations, everyone. Enjoy your day. Thank you. Thank you. Where are you? <laughs>